Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Oh, say in the political process. Honest. You, my friend, are part of the problem and not the solution. The church needs to rise. Rise. The Monica Matthews, Monica Show. Matthews Show. Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show. Happy hump day. Happy, happy, happy Wednesday. Some of you could use <laughs> a hump day or two or a month. <laughs> By the way, yes, it is true that sex is great for your immune system. And while we're all battling the fear of COVID, uh, and whether or not this is a shamdemic or scamdemic or for real, there's there's scientific empirical evidence that sex is great for your immune system. So is forgiveness, by the way. Most of you can't make it to the bedroom because there's so much sewage in between your recliner and your bed that of disagreements and contention and unforgiveness <laughs> there's not two snowballs chances in hell that you'll actually make it to your bedroom together which is unfortunate so i always encourage couples to start with forgiveness to remember that you know you you can't actually be on the same team working toward the same goals of love and right now, more than ever, we need each other. I mean, I've real I, I've heard from couples who have just completely given up the ghost on their marriages through this entire COVID thing. They're like, I cannot believe I even thought you were a good idea. <laughs> and for sure, now that I've been stuck with your behind, I know for certain you are not who I want to be stuck with through any more of a pandemic or another day of life. You know, there's nothing like a good old fashioned struggle for you to really see the oil that comes out of someone. There's a reason that the Bible talks a lot about the wine press. Right now, the entire country is being pressed, and you're seeing a lot of really nasty things squirt out of people's minds, their mouths, which ultimately comes from the heart. Because whatever's in the heart is coming up out of that mouth. However a man thinks, so is he, like from head to toe, and women too. So just a little caution, word to the wise, a good place to start for your immune system again is with forgiveness. You can never, ever, never, never, ever, never go wrong forgiving someone. You just can't. Doesn't mean you have to invite them back into your lives on an intimate level. If you've already parted from that person and they're abusive or they're hurtful, or they're crazy. But for you to extend forgiveness is just freedom. 
And that's what my show is ultimately about. Speaking of freedom, it appears, yes, that our police are under assault. Due process does not reign supreme here in the state of Georgia and the county of Fulton. We saw what was ultimately just a, a despicable show of just a dog and pony show of epic proportion from our very own district attorney who is, um, matter of fact, his runoff is coming up August 11th. We'll know whether or not we're stuck with him again. And hopefully that's not going to be the case. But most of you know who I'm referring to in the way of Paul Howard. Paul Howard is the district attorney of Fulton County, Georgia. He basically was the grand jury convicted, well, tried, convicted, and, and if he had his way, would execute the police officer who was charged with felony murder for uh, the death of Rayshard Brooks, better known as the Wendy's death. You've heard pundits, you've heard personalities across the spectrum try to convince you that the poor guy was just sleeping in his car, you know? Just sleeping it off. Why can't they just let him sleep it off? Why do they have to chase him through the woods? Why do they have to chase him through the parking lot? You know, why didn't they just let him go? I know why, because he's black. Because he's black and every law enforcement officer has it out for the black person. That's what you'll hear. I mean, that's ultimately what they're saying and what they want you to agree with. I encourage you not to do that. The statistics do not show that blacks are disproportionately murdered by police officers. It's uncomfortable to even have this conversation on some level. It, on some level, it should be. Because much like an email I just finished reading from a new follower who was saying, you know, thanks so much for your work, and I agree with you, and wow, can we just say the word slavery instead of trafficking or slavery only admitted into the conversation, into the psyche of Americans, whenever it revolves around black people and slavery. Can we just admit that slavery is slavery, was her point. And um, yes, you can, unless you're the one forming the narrative so that it serves your political purpose. You guys know this. This is elementary information for you. But Rayshard Brooks was someone who was drunk and asleep in his car, a felon, convicted, beat the crap out of his kids, estranged from his wife, who became a national figure of all wifedom, uh, upon his death. Cops sat there, literally talked to the dude forever. Very nice, cordial. Much like what you saw happening in George Floyd's latest exhaustive video that was released. And we were all like, what? Wow. Certainly not justifying his death by suffocation, if that's really what happened, because there are two separate reports, two separate autopsies, by the way. One says that the drugs in his system more than likely led to a cardiac arrest, not the knee on the back of the neck. Another one says, unequivocally, it was the knee on the back of the neck. But you can do your research on that uh, corner and discover many other high-profile cases that he's been a part of that just kind of makes you scratch your head and wonder whether or not you can trust that that report and that evidence. 
But with regard to Richard, the officers were very uh, cordial, patient, you know, de-escalating. I mean, you can watch the body cam evidence for yourself. It's on YouTube. And this went on for the better half of an hour. And for District Attorney Howard to try to convince you in front of television cameras without any due process whatsoever that this officer, the officers involved in the shooting, in the arrest, well, uh, attempted arrest, right, had it out for him because he's black or because he's drunk or ultimately they think it's a race thing, right? Um, And they intended upon killing him. That's what they want you to believe. But that wasn't, that wasn't exactly how it unfolded. Wasn't exactly how it unfolded. So the only person who was thinking in any form of premeditation would have been Mr. Brooks. Because he seemed kind of cool with everything, with the conversation, until he realized, holy crap, I'm going back to the popo, going back to the pokey. And if I go back... My parole is revoked. I'm toast. I'm done. And I can't go back there again. Like, I just can't. Same thing you saw happen in the exhaustive video of the arrest and ultimate death of George Floyd that was released recently. Same thing. Same scenario. Please, mama, please. I'm claustrophobic. Don't don't put my hands behind my back. I can't sit in that little car, man. Come on, man. Begging, mama, 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 mama's dead, mama's gone. He's high as three kites, according to what you can see on the footage. Police officers, yep, man, just get in the car. I'll roll the windows down. I hear you. I feel you. I got you. I, I get it. But you're going. Like, we busted you. You're, you're going in. And he, you know, it took him forever to get him out of the car, just arguing, delay tactics, you know, I mean, the whole thing was just, it's one of those things where because I'm Southern, and I, th- I think it's because I'm Southern, uh, and I was raised with a certain level of respect for law enforcement, that, you know, you tell me to get out of the car, you're probably not going to have to tell me twice. Maybe that's just me, I don't know. But if a police officer, whether I like you or not, and I have gotten stanky, I'll admit that, and, I, and <laughs> true story, in New York City. That's right, because I'm driving through Manhattan. I have no idea what possessed me to to drive through Manhattan, but I did. I was there for a college tour with my daughter, and I was like, by God, I'm this is on my life list. I don't have a bucket list. I have a life list. I'm going to be able to say, I drove in Manhattan, damn it. So I did, and it is literally like, the Wild West. It is worse than Calcutta. It is worse than driving in Athens, Greece, which I've done before. And that's pretty darn crazy. So it is a mad dash for whomever can get into whomever else's lane. I was like, I will never do this again. But at least I can say I did. And I did it successfully without anyone hitting me or me hitting them. But I did turn down a street that I wasn't supposed to turn down. And the officer blows his little whistle and he pulls us over. And I am madder than three hornets because I'm already a nervous wreck. My daughter's like just zipping it because she knows if she says one thing, it's over. 
It's going to end up bad for her. We're not going to make it to the college. So I am just on edge. And I look at him. He's like, he signals for me to pull over. And I do. He's on foot. He's literally standing there looking at me like, what are you, crazy? And he's a New Yorker, right? So there, so it's not like, excuse me, ma'am. He was like, where are you going? What are you doing? Can't you see the signs? And I'm like, oh, Lord, you are messing with the wrong country bumpkin today. I'm not in the mood. No, I didn't see it. Had I seen it, do you think I would have made the turn? And my daughter's looking at me like, oh, wow. Okay, mom's tripping. And uh, we could end up in the pokey here in New York City. That would be amazing. There's another story that we could tell. And, uh, and he let us go because <laughs> he could tell I was frazzled. Well, that's no need to get an attitude. And I was like, who's got the attitude, dude? Like, I don't even know what I'm doing right now. Go away. Get away from my car. <laughs> it was ridiculous. I was being ridiculous. He was totally cool, though. He was chill. And then when we drove off, I felt bad because I'm like, dude, I don't act that way. And I told my daughter, please don't try this at home. Bad form, mom. Bad form. But I was nervous. <laughs> when I get nervous like that, people are honking at me. I don't know where the hell I am. <laughs> And I'm like, and then you're going to try to pull me over and shame me because I turned down the wrong street. Mm-mm. Nevertheless, back to Rayshard Brooks and what's happening right now. So Paul Howard decides to take to the television cameras and, and tell the world that poor old Rayshard was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. And he's just a black man trying to get along, right? He's just in his car taking a snooze. He's just sleeping. And, uh, and these, these cops are, they're going down, they're bad, bad news, you know, we're going to get them. Okay. Dude, officer barely, you know, makes bail. His stepmother loses her job. She's all over the news circuit because a little local yokel company here fires her because of, I guess she's standing with her, her stepson. So now she's going after them. I mean, it's just a mess. All of this mess, because corporations can't keep their nose in their own bottom line. they got to get involved in everybody's social justice crap. I have no idea why either. I'm like, don't you have a bottom line to attend to? Don't you have products to sell without having to pander to a particular... Well, of course not, because Black Lives Matter shows up to places, you know, banks, like the mafia. You know, you either endorse us, give us small business loans, or else. You either highlight black businesses all over your your app and encourage people to buy black or we're going to boycott you. We'll make your lives miserable. I mean, when is someone going to put their foot down and say, "Mm, sorry, we just don't make it a practice to get involved in things of this nature. We're selling widgets. Either you buy our widget or you don't, you don't fine. There are other people who will, you know, kiss off. I mean, that's how I would do it. That's how I do it with my show. So I do it with my brand. It's gotten me in trouble, but I can look at myself in the mirror and know that I've stayed true to my narrative. And I believe what I say. Let's fast forward from Rayshard Brooks, a politicizing district attorney here in the state of Georgia, who has been called out from even Representative Doug Collins, Congressman Doug Collins, took his opportunity, his five minutes with A.G. Barr a few weeks last week to say, hey, by the way, you familiar with the case down in Fulton County in Atlanta, Georgia? You know, a Rayshard Brooks case of a DA who's, you know, under federal investigation, quiet as it's kept, running for office, basically holding court. 
and bypassing all of due process and waging war against law enforcement officers. Hey, A.G. Barr, you think you could do something about that? You might want to pay attention to that case. Well, here's another case that I think A.G. Barr should probably pay attention to. Hey, I'm Anderson Cooper. I'm excited to let you know that my digital show, Full Circle, is back. You can watch every Monday, Tuesday, and Friday, 6 p.m. live, Eastern Time, or anytime on demand. And to make sure you never miss a show, you can get alerts on every episode via the CNN app. I'll see you then. No thanks, Anderson. Check this out. As you know, the the family of of Mr. Floyd, his attorney, had wanted first-degree murder charges. That would have required... um, uh, that that uh, that right. officer Chauvin that it was premeditated that there was premeditation. Right. I assume you found no evidence of premeditation. Not no. We ha- as at this time no. Uh, the investigation is go ongoing. If we find evidence which which would support that charge, we would charge it. Uh, I'm committed to uh, holding uh, you know the defendants accountable uh, at the highest ethical charge, meaning that. Uh, the charges have to be supported by the facts, have to be supported by the law. But if it's there, we would charge it. We would not hesitate if we found the information to support it. You've also pr- uh, pointed out how difficult it is uh, to convict a police officer. I believe in Minnesota it's only happened once. And I know the prosecutor that uh, is appointed to this was the prosecutor who was able to get that conviction. Uh, I heard you say earlier. Can you just talk about why it is so difficult? Because obviously for any criminal justice reform, accountability is essential and just moving forward for the future it's good to know why it's so hard to convict police well i mean weren't we all raised to believe that if you have a problem the people you should call is the police um juries tend to resolve doubts in favor of the police where there's a credibility dispute they have a tendency to believe the police uh there are many times when that credibility is not deserved or warranted in individual cases. Uh, and so um, that that is one of the issues. The other is, is that, um, you know, the you know, there are many kind of immunities sort of uh, that the police are legally authorized to use force in circumstances beyond that of ordinary citizens. Uh, all these things kind of conspire. And then, of course, um, in some cases around the country, their police departments have a very cozy relationship with other people who hold political and economic power. So, you know, they look out for them. And so the net effect is that um, it's very difficult to hold a police accountable, even when there is a violation of law. It apparently is also difficult to hold your AGs accountable when there is a violation of evidence being allowed to come forward. So for whatever reason, the exhaustive video of George Floyd's rodeo attempting to deal from the moment he was um, apprehended in his car from uh, officers. I mean, there are multiple officers involved in this. It, it, it wasn't like what you saw was ultimately, you know, the end of his life, the last at least three minutes of his life before he was gone. But there was a lot that led up to that. And I, and I've seen, other political figures, especially uh, black individuals who have said, um, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know, he, it, it's ridiculous that he died the way he did. And I don't think anyone's arguing that. But you can't say it doesn't matter. You can't say what led up to something doesn't matter. 
because those are circumstances. I'm no attorney and I'm no judge for sure, but I'm a mother and I've had to contend with my daughter where justice is concerned, where fairness is concerned. If you're a parent, you have two, right? And you don't have to be an attorney or a judge to figure out when something is not being measured properly, when the weights on the scales are not balanced. Keith Ellison is the AG of Minnesota. Keith Ellison has some interesting political ties, you might recall. He is uh, deeply embedded with CARE, the Council of American Islamic Relations, that was completely embedded in the previous administration. Had you know their own suite in the White House, essentially. Obama was extremely CARE-friendly. They are on our protective agency's watch list here. Our intelligence community is extraordinarily aware, beyond what the average American is, of the ties between CARE, financial ties between CARE and Hamas and Muslim Brotherhood, among others. And yet they're still allowed to operate in this country. They are a nonprofit. I don't know how you, I don't know how you do that, but, but they are. Uh, millions, hundreds of millions of dollars funneled to them, through them, to their various religious entities and, uh, and temples, shrines, otherwise, you know, indoctrination facilities around your universities around the U.S., I mean, they're strategically located, for sure, here in Atlanta. So, I mean, where else do you go? Other than campuses with, you know, formidable minds who are busy, you know, exhaustively learning about the world and the universe and cultures and beliefs and, you know, which direction do we go? And uh, CARE is right there on campus to invite your, your trusting little students in, yeah, in the name of diversity, inclusion. That's who we are, culturally diverse in the United States, even if it causes us our freedom. Keith Ellison made sure, according to some reports, that those videos were not released before our world blew up. In this country, I wonder if if cooler heads could have prevailed in shaping a narrative of man. I mean, I got to tell you, up to his up to his death, where individuals are filming him dying because of whatever whatever actually occurred, whether it was the knee to the neck or asphyxiation, his trachea collapsed, who knows, or it was that his heart exploded because he was in the middle of a hellified panic attack because he is he was claustrophobic. He was begging, you know, and freaked out on high on something. Who knows? Had a history of drug abuse, so it wouldn't have been, you know, out of the question as a, out of the realm of possibilities. But if cooler heads had prevailed, most people would have never taken the time to watch the whole video up to his death because they're just our attention span isn't that long. But what if we had started with that? Hey, y'all, uh, look what happened today in Minnesota. You know, cops dealt with this dude for like twenty minutes and or however long it was, 
and ultimately and unfortunately and criminally, I, I guess, I don't know. I wasn't there. I, I don't, it is disgusting. It was very disturbing. And it was disturbing to hear him cry for help and cry for his mama, which he did from the time he was first addressed by an officer. It's all of these deep, the devil's in the details, but so is God. Oppression is in the details, and more often than not, so is liberty. And so is justice. I was not surprised that old Keith Ellison and all of his ties, I don't, I, and you know, we could have a whole other conversation about Minnesota, the pending Sharia, because you know that's coming. This is what happens in areas that are vulnerable to enemy attack. Remember yesterday I talked about what Antichrist is? That Antichrist is anything that is anti-liberty. That's just one component. Anything anti-prosperity of your mind, your will, your emotions, your bank account, your individualism, your uniqueness, that's Antichrist. Oppression is anti-liberty, which is anti-Christ who is the ultimate liberator, right, beginning in our minds. So when I think about Minneapolis, I think about all those poor people who have nowhere to shop. They don't have transportation. They don't have jobs. I mean, they're literally just butt out. I mean, out, and the feds are like, hmm, Sorry, and I said it from the get-go. You burn it, you rebuild it. Not on my dollars. I mean, you burn it down, you rebuild it. You allow that mess to happen, you contend with it. Not me. Not my federal tax dollars. Nope. And I'm glad the president has stuck by his guns on that. But think about how easy it is when a city's walls are down for any wind of doctrine to come in. Any manner of beast to go in and out is what the Bible says. A man who has no rule over his spirit is like a city with its walls down, and every manner of beast goes in and out at will. I could translate that very easily to various cities around the states, from Baltimore, Minneapolis, Detroit. I mean, just look where areas and hotbeds of... Muslim communities that are Sharia-friendly, that are female genitalia mutilation-friendly, look at where they are proliferating. Look at where they're gaining ground and strongholds. It's not rocket science. You go in, you level the current playing field. You literally wipe out economies and culture. And you come in, And you set up shop, seemingly saving the day. And you gain your little territory. You're welcomed by people who believe in cultural inclusion, even to the detriment of their liberty. Before you know it, everybody's wearing, you know, face masks first, then burqas. Pretty easy transition at some point especially if the only economy you've got going is coming from people who have billions of oil dollars 
being funneled into building new communities on this soil. That is not conspiracy theorist talk. That is not mean. That is not bigoted. It is the absolute truth of what happens on this soil. And it is exactly how this country has been, will continue to be, and ultimately will succumb to infiltration on a mass scale. And you don't, on some level, most of you don't even know what's happening because you don't want to believe it's happening. But the more these riots are allowed to continue, the more unlawfulness, chaos, anarchy is allowed to continue, you're going to see these areas being overrun by people who seemingly come in to save the day. That's how we ended up with Obama. All of our bank accounts were suffering. We were like, oh, God, who wants to deal with John McCain? Really? I mean, who wasn't tired of war? We really wanted to stay overseas. Obama wasn't the Manchurian candidate. John McCain was. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go back and watch that movie, The Original Manchurian Candidate. Priceless. I'm going to leave you with this. Open your eyes and your ears. Pay attention to who's feeding you the narratives of justice versus injustice. Make sure you vote wisely when it comes to your judiciary, your municipalities, your judges, your DAs. They matter. They matter. If you are electing your DAs, you are electing your future safety, your, your future freedom, and the freedom of others, your ability to prosper, to be safe, and to be whole and to be sound. That's how much power our justice system holds. And we can see without fail that we live with an injustice system. For eight years, we lived with the Department of Injustice during Obama's administration. And now we've seen the covers pulled back and the cockroaches just flowing, running for the hills, trying to take the president first. So that's what happens. When the lights go on, the cockroaches scatter. But we don't have to be afraid of that. I want to leave you with that. I want to encourage you. You don't have to be afraid. God saw it before we did. He trusts us with the outcome. He trusts us to show up, to do the right thing, to support candidates, pray to him first, rely upon him first, be the people we're called to be. Get out there and get civically involved. Train our children up in the way that they should go. And even when they are old, they will not depart from it. Oh, my goodness. It has been a day, and I am really looking forward to uh, making a really nice dinner. I hope you guys enjoy your loved ones. Take a load off. Exhale. Say a prayer over your family tonight. Remember, start with forgiveness. That's where it's at. It's with forgiveness, and you guys know it. Never go wrong with that. I love you. Be good to your neighbor. Beginning your own mirror. Thank you for sharing my work 
we will start my live stream as soon as I get my technical things under control. Thank you for your patience. I really look forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, 5 to 6 p.m. live, taking your calls. Stay tuned. All right. Stay in Christ and do whatever you want to do. That's easier said than done some days. I love you. Remember, if you're an American, act like one. I guess you got what you came for.